you know what time it is. Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 38 of Another Woodshop Podcast, the only Hello. podcast fully endorsed by Fred Durst himself. What <laughs> nice. is up, boys? <laughs> good one, good one, good one. That's a that's a pre-show joke for you guys. That is a pre-show joke. I you like that. You have to listen to pre-show, otherwise, what's the point of even listening to this podcast? I mean, Mike, what do you got? Well, we are sponsored by a company, and that company's name is Merca. Big thank you to Merca. This is my radio voice. I'm using my big radio voice for the Mocha, Mer- Mocha read. Ah, ruined. Mocha. Let's start over. I'm going to play the song again. Go. Welcome, Just kidding. Welcome. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, big thank you to Merca for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate them. We really do love their tools. They are really great sanders. They're just really awesome. We really love them. Uh, I've been using my Dios a lot lately. That is a great sander. And I think these guys will attest to that as well. But yeah, it's I not use... time for that. Ah! No, I'm just joking. Go ahead. Attest to it. I was going to say <laughs> I used my uh, Mercaderos on a, a couple of st- stair treads. For the dustless sanding because the client didn't want dust all over their house and it was perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. The dustless sanding is great. I just sanded my entire living room with the Dios and a uh, dust extractor hooked up and there was not a drop of dust on anything. It's weird. It actually, like, it's it was either on a wall or nowhere. And we had big lights set up. You couldn't see anything floating around in the air. It's amazing. I love that sander so much. And a three millimeter stroke, you can barely feel it. On I thought Dios, the Daros yeah. was, like, there's no vibration. The deals is like nothing. So yeah, it, love, it. love it. I've been using it a lot lately. It's really, really, uh, really handy to have. But anyway, big thank you to Merca. We really appreciate them supporting us and supporting the community. So that's all I have to say about that. Pete, you got well, something to say? Yeah. The other people that help us make this show great and support us uh, financially is our patrons. A huge shout out to our patrons. Uh, we've been able to, you know, add all these awesome features. We, this week, we're going to do it last week, but we had technical difficulties as usual. Uh, we were able to set up an Etsy store and now we have fulfillment of shirts going out. And it was in large part by the, the desire and demand Pete, from our Thanks patrons. for getting that Etsy store fixed. The little um, snafu. Thanks for getting that figured yep. out. I'm glad I was able, we were able to get it up and it's getting <laughs> fulfilled very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I think we just had some orders and they're already going out. So yeah. Thank you to the patrons and go check out our Etsy store where you can get shirts, uh, hoodies, mugs for coffee with coffee stories. And we're going to ha- have some hats. Oh, we have some hats in there already. We have some dad hats, but we're going to have some dope hats too. Dan um. <laughs> has promised us that he is going to make some mm-hmm. sick designs for shirts. Yeah. And yes. I've seen Dan make some good marketing material before. Yeah. So I know he'll make some good shirts. So we have uh, several phrases that need to be on shirts. I mean, such we as don't know what they are. Slab this, mahogany that. Yeah. Uh, What's on my bench? I drive mm-hmm. a Silverado. Don't blow out your F hole. Don't blow out your F hole. So many. It's crazy. Yeah. We're going to have, I'm going to design a bunch uh, sometime before Easter. So keep, a, keep an eye out. 
time before Easter. Very strict excited. deadlines here. We run a tight ship. We get yeah. these things done within months. Note he doesn't AWP. specify which Easter, which means right. he's in it for the long and, haul, but he's not committed to this one. And Easter. An Easter. <laughs> um, now, Mike, I think we have two. We got some new patrons. patrons. Yeah, we yeah. wanted to say a big thank you to Brent Sudo. We're almost ninety percent certain we didn't mention him last week. And uh, an, our other newest patron is Barbara Woodies, and she has a call in this week that Dan and Pete insisted gets played. So I think that's it for the preamble stuff. Um, I think we can jump kind of into the show now, right? Yeah. I mean, Dan, I'd love to know what's on your barn. Do- I mean, your bench. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel like that might have been an attack. It I was not an attack. I'm attacked. <laughs> You 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 hid the attack in a veiled snafu. <laughs> anyway, uh, still working on the barn doors. The barn doors are, are themselves are built. However, right. I did have to widen the doors inside the the client's home, so I'm also having to um, trim out said doors, and that has become quite the uh, process. <laughs> you might be you might be shocked to learn that like nothing is square. Mm, I've heard these rumors. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I want to break things. I actually come from a long line of learned drywall doctors and uh none of that stuff gets applied correctly. <laughs> yep, so that makes sense. <laughs> so I've been I've been uh trimming out these doors the last day or day or so and I'm going to do it tomorrow as well. But tomorrow it should be wrapped up. However, I also worked on um let's see, last week I worked on the desk for my son, which was not that exciting to my son. I threw you didn't in like it. Ah uh, he's like, Oh, that's cool, Dad. It's a desk. Cool, thanks for the desk. Oh, yeah, dust to go to school. Hold I mean, that. it's not gonna get as many views as a miter hole video, but sure. <laughs> A failed miter hole video, (laughs) mind you. Not a failure if, you know, got those kind of numbers. Mm. Mm. I was so close to 2 million views. (laughs) Anyways, um, I I whipped together like three cutting boards just to have something. I'm going to put them up on my Etsy one of these days. I I feel like Pete at the moment because they're like half finished and I got these other things that, that are pressing that, need to, that I need to do. So they're just like sitting in a rack waiting to be finished. You I, might be talking about, Iraq. I might be talking about these cutting boards like next year at this time. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also working on some stair treads. As I mentioned in the ad read, I started sanding some stair treads for a client. But after sanding them, we realized it wasn't going wasn't to... Wood. Well, <laughs> these are concrete. Stairs. It's actually treated wood. <laughs> oh, it was ugh. yeah. They were made with treated wood. I inside inside. Not are they good. treated poorly. Menards. <laughs> <laughs> you watch your mouth. Um, so we, I called my local hardwood dealer, and we ended up going with alder. And I'm I'm going to put in some alder stair treads. And I love alder. So I've been working. Working on that. Uh, we got Naughty Alder. Nice. K N O T T Y. Yeah. N A U G H T Y. That's the way I like them. Yeah. <laughs> Naughty Alder. <laughs> so, Girl. I've, been, I've been filling. I've been filling knot holes 
on those for the last couple days with uh, Total Boat Epoxy and some Starbond CA glue for the smaller ones. So I got that going on as well. And then I picked up material to start on some hickory floating shells for a client. And I'm also going to wrap a mantle with some hickory nice. and I'm going to make it look like a hickory beam. Nice. So I got a lot of stuff going on in my shop currently. Sick. Happy holidays. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got going on, Mike? Well, this last week was kind of rough for me. I was uh, real sick <clears throat> and pretty down and out for the most part. I was. It's really got to me this week. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, you could tell I was on uh, – uh, hyped up on meds, so um, hyped down on hyped meds. down on me- yeah, I was hyped <laughs> in some direction. During was, the pre-show, uh, I was actually trying to get you to uh, take yeah. more shots of cough syrup because I actually <laughs> liked that mic. Yeah, you prefer mic. you actually enjoyed being around that. I prefer mic's cough syrup mic. Cough syrup mic. <laughs> yes, hashtag cough syrup mic. Um, yeah. Another so this t-shirt. last week, the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this last week was uh, pretty pretty crappy. To be very honest, in terms of, I was pretty sick the whole week, um, but it was, you know, I was still busy. I, I have a lot of stuff going on in the shop, so I keep getting lots of orders, which is so awesome. I just love it so much. Um, I'm still doing this bench, which I really should have mostly done this weekend. Um, I did a lot of it. I did a lot of work on there today. Um, got a lot done and feeling good about that. I'm I'm really excited to get that out of the shop just because... Um, I have, what's up? How much do you have left on that bench? Not much. It's really just assembly and I got to get, I've got all the slabs cut down and surfaced, ready to go. Everything just needs to be put together basically. Nice. I just need to spray it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get it all cleaned up. I'm going to, I'm only going to take the thing to 180 cause it's an outside bench right. and I'm putting, um, I'm putting a uh, total boat Halcyon on there and it's recommended nice. to do two coats of gloss and then two coats of satin, which Justin mentioned when he was on the show, but that is recommended by them as well. So um, I'm going to be spraying that. <clears throat> you know, obviously, I prefer Odie's for finishes, but this is an exterior product and I want it to be durable out there. So it's going to have UV inhibitors and it's water based. So it's not so bad. And um, it's designed for boats. Right. It's for boats and hose. Um, <laughs> No, you guys look both bummed out. Okay, no, uh, change the rating to R. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The 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 gardening tool. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> saved it, guys. Pew pew pew. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no. So this week was, uh, but yeah, I should be done with that soon. I've been it's just been kind of a sl- so, slow slog on that. I kind of put some things on that thing that uh, uh, design elements that I had never done before. So I've been kind of going at them really slow because I didn't want to mess anything up. And uh, anyway, that's almost done. Getting a lot of orders done. I, I, I made, I've had this tray design I've been working on for weeks and I've had it in my head for like months and I made this tray design work out and I cut, cut it the other night and put the finish in it the other night. And it's sick. Like, it's really cool. Like I, I really like this tray. It's just a simple catch all tray. I don't know why I just was really excited about making it and uh, I'm really excited to have it done. So um, also last week that I, Last Friday, I got the laser, right? Right before the show? Yeah, minutes before yeah, so, we started doing the show. Yeah, yeah. So, I got I got a laser last week, and I've been kind of setting it up this week. On Monday, the extractor's coming. It was supposed to come on Wednesday, but there was delay somewhere. Um, so, I've been able to play around with that for a little bit, but um, when that extractor hits, I'm going to be all over that thing. But I was – I'm just really amazed at how quickly I can take a design – 
shoot it to that machine and have it done. Like it's the CNC takes a decent amount of setup, especially on the big bed. I've got to hold everything down. There's a bunch of bit changing. You don't change a bit on a laser. You just or send the file over down. there and it's done. Like it's amazing. So uh, when you're engraving over there, it's really, really quick. So it's a very fast and uh, really cool option. So really excited about the laser. I'm really excited to figure out. I mean, it's not going to be like the CNC has become in terms of like a centerpiece of my business, but it's going to be, um, it's going to make it, well, let me, let me elaborate what I'm saying. It's going to be a part of my business for sure, but it's not like the CNC is going to make money. That's going to make my projects more personalized and more, um, enticing for people. Like when I sell stuff on Etsy. So when I have a, when I'm selling through a shop, I can add their name to it. The personalization on that is unbelievably fast. Like I design it. I hit send, it goes that thing, it cuts it, or it engraves it in no time. So it's definitely going to make me money. That's why I bought it. But um, it's, you know, it's just, it's a, it's fun. It's really an enjoyable machine. Whereas this machine, the CNC is such a workhorse. I just really love it. So really deviating from what's on my bench. Um, <clears throat> I've been getting what's crazy on my amounts. Laser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been getting crazy amounts of orders this week, um, trays. And just stuff off my Etsy store. Um, I know we mentioned that the Etsy for the podcast has been moved uh, to Printful. We're doing Printful through the Etsy and you can get shirts there. But I also did the same thing for my for my store. I'm basically moving over to Etsy from my online store on my website just because there's some back-end stuff I'm going to be changing. Actually, we need to get stuff going between me, Dan, and Pete and the pod mm. uh, in this next couple of days because we're going to be getting some website going for everything there. But I'm moving to Etsy just because it's so much SEO there, and that basically gets lots of traffic. And as my traffic keeps growing on Etsy, I'm seeing even more traffic. It's basically like the same thing that happens on Instagram. Like the first thousand follows is super hard. Once you start getting past a certain amount, things start to get start it's to like trickle in faster. It's yeah, it's exactly. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's a curve up. So um, <clears throat> I'm just taking advantage of that uh, and to help my sales. So um, oh, and then also. Pete is going to put this information in the notes down below. But last year I did a raffle for just a simple cutting board and we ended up raising like several hundred dollars with this cutting board raffle for a charity local to here that helps youth. Well, the biggest problem I ran into is people hadn't heard of that charity <clears throat> and uh, they were, you know, they no one thought there was any foul play, but you know, who is, what's this charity? Where's this money going to? It was something I had to explain. So this year I wanted it to be, I wanted to do the raffle again because I just, I wanted to do something to get back. It's, you know, not huge. I'm not like giving a $10 million check or anything, but I wanted to do something, something I could do, something kind of to pull the community together. And I chose to, I asked Jonathan Katz Moses if I could do a raffle for his charity, the Woodworkers with, with Disabilities Fund. And he graciously said, yeah, I'd love to host it. So he's hosting it on his website. The website is actually private. So you actually can't search it and find it, which is, I believe that might've changed, but you need to use the link in the uh, notes down below that Pete's going to put in. And uh, that's how you got to get to it. Um, all you got to do is just purchase a raffle ticket. It's $10 and uh, you're entered. So we'll pick the winner at the end of December. And all that money will go straight to the Woodworkers with Disabilities Fund. So, and that's going to be the prize. The winner will get a um, <clears throat> a sixteen by thirty six charcuterie board that I'll make, and you get to choose your engraving on there. It's got handles, feet. It's really nice. So these have actually been selling for me like crazy on my Etsy store. So it's a nice walnut charcuterie board. Ten bucks goes to help a good fund, and you could win something. So it's a win win. 
And you can definitely write it off because that fund is a 5013C, I believe is the actual um, designation for it, which is a full charity. So you can write that off if you need a $10 write off for your taxes. <laughs> so um, that's kind of what's going on in my week. Um, I got some other stuff going on, but I've been blathering on for a long time. So I'll pass it on to Pete. Sure, we don't want to send it back to Dan like you did last week. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's a 501c3. C3, yeah, thank you. Best, fun fact, best kind of charity. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most right, right-offable. <clears throat> uh, so I got a couple things going on. I was actually like sitting here thinking before the show, like, what did I do this week? Because uh, the last two days have wiped my what memory What did you completely. do this week? What did I do this week? Well, Dan, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. So I made some, I don't usually do this, but I made some cutting boards. And <laughs> yeah, so I went through my shelf. A couple of weeks ago, I went through my shelf and I picked all the dance, dance collectible size pieces, which is like super thin, random, you know, off cuts. So like, oh, I'll save this for something. And I made a bunch of little mini boards for that because I have a, a client that wants to get, I think, 15 and she wants six by eight boards, really small, like. For a quick cut. And I'm like, that's really tiny. Okay, that's fine. Six inch by eight inch? Yes. Like it's literally like just a kind of line. bigger than there. a coaster. It's like I a try double to talk coaster. her into something larger. And that's it's my phone, wants. I think. Yeah. It's basically an, like an <coughs> iPhone 12. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, she wanted it. So then I started going through my shelf and just, I'm like looking at all these off cuts and like narrower pieces. So I was like, screw it. I took it all down, glued up a bunch more boards and... And I'm going to make, uh, they're all perfect size for bottle openers. So whatever I don't sell, I'm just going to make into bottle openers. You know, double dip into that. Uh, aside from that, the last two days, we have been repainting our living room. We did this super high-end uh, 70s wood paneling up on a wall. It was all uh, walnut. High-end. walnut. Rich, rich mahogany. <laughs> many leather-bound books. So the last two days, we we basically were like, you know what? Screw it. Let's try to paint it. And if it looks awful, we're going to rip it out and put up drywall. I hate drywall. And I'm so glad that this actually worked out. So anyone watching the video, it's behind me now. It's not dark and sad. It's now light and sad. <laughs> murdery? <laughs> yeah. It, it looks very Chip and Joanna Gaines uh, shiplap, like Mike said. Less murdery. <laughs> yeah. No, I, we were going to go with tile, but I, feel, I hear that's very murdery. Is it? Yeah. Because <laughs> it washes when you blood have off real quick. Wall. It's when you have like the plastic hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> that's when it's real murdery. What's that 55-gallon drum full of? Don't, don't worry about it. We don't talk about the drum. <laughs> so I'm super stoked to have this room painted. I'm getting so much more light in here. It actually makes me want to be in here a little more. Uh, and just it looks good. To, that yeah, does it help. came out pretty good, so I'm very happy with it. And there is like a... Because it's, we're, oh, whatever, it's hard to explain. But basically, there's like a shelf running all the way around because there's the foundation is running out of the, whatever, the foundation is there. You have like so a there's ledge like, that goes around. There's like a wooden ledge that runs most of the, or half of the room. So we're, we just kept that in the original super high-end fine pine and just taped it off. And it actually looked kind of nice. Like It pops. There's like a little bit of wood. You taped it off like it was going to cost you $2.50 to replace it. To like replace it, yeah. But then I had to to finish it. I don't feel like doing that. Uh, So that got done. Um, What else did I do? I did a a kind of a private in my house. Uh, So I was doing privates at the studio. I'm sorry. Could you be more specific? A woodworking class style private. Oh, okay. Teach. And this student of mine uh, wants to get into CNC and their way of getting into CNC is putting a down payment on a four by four, um, 
X-Carve Pro. Um, and I was like, oh, that's okay. And they they live in an apartment right now. I'm like, okay. So like the size of their bathroom, basically? Yeah, so I was like, let's talk this out. Uh, why don't you stop by? You know, we've been working. We've done a bunch of classes together. I was like, why don't you stop by? Let me show you like some of the basics, what you're getting into, things to think about. Uh, it was a very eye-opening experience for her, which was good. And then we just did a couple of things. And she's also a, a client too, so she she's giving me some work to do uh, in the shop. So took that on. And she was very much like, whoa, I got to really think about this, what I want to do with it. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to. You know, to educate you because that's a big that's a big step. That's a big purchase too. So that went uh, that went pretty well. And uh, aside from that, I am once the living room's done, which hopefully tomorrow we're gonna wrap up the rest of the living room and just kind of put everything back into place. I'm gonna get in the shop and start kind of tearing it apart. Not completely, but one wall. That back wall it has like this original like le- long laminated top that used to go just from wall to wall, and it was it's nice to have that counter space, but at the same time it just becomes a dumping ground for things, and it's also an entire wall I can't use for any tools. It's just storage and this countertop. And this awkwardly pr- placed, super ugly orange cabinet that's up in this, like the center of the wall. So I'm going to scoot all of that to the corner, try to get back some of that wall space because I may or may not be getting some stuff uh, that I may need to put there into the shop. That's all I'm going to say is I may be getting a Christmas tool delivery if all goes well. Uh, and aside from that, I'm me? making a Christmas tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now Boo. Netflix. <laughs> it's a Netflix special <laughs> Christmas tool starting day. Don't happen. Um, and the last thing is I'm making a set of cherry swing seats. They wanted cherry and it's going to be uh, sent to Florida to sit in that just wonderful, moist, hot weather. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really back, up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Swing seats? Swing seats. Yeah. Swing seats. For swingers. Like for, yeah. for, like for, for a patio, swingers. right? Yeah, they're going to hang off a tree. They have this giant tree in their yard. And they Wait, just the seats or the whole swing? Just the seats. They provide the Oh. Rope. I just provide the seat. And Oh, yeah. so you're making them a plank. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to see this. Yeah. I thought you were making like a swing, swing seats, bring your own rope. Thing. No, that's too fancy. <laughs> but, so you're, just, you're just making a two by four planks. out of cherry and shooting it off to him with four so yeah in it. we're gonna cool. need to uh so i'm gonna cut out the holes so like the the knots actually kind of sit inside a little bit yeah and i'm no, gonna see nice recess CNC knot it. holes this is not we're gonna cnc some design into them uh off to the side so when you sit on it you're gonna get a nice little tattoo in your butt it's gonna be great and i gotta finish it with i'm probably gonna finish it with that halcyon but i was hearing you talk about using the the gloss and the other one, uh, the matte finish. I got to actually pick that up because I only have the gloss finish. So I got to, I definitely got to get on that. Um, aside from that, I'm just, I'm really stoked for the next couple of weeks. I have between the, you know, I have the two printers coming in and I have, uh, you know, possibly a tool coming in. So I'm very excited. Shop's going to change a little bit. Uh, I just need to make some more, make more space. But anyways, I'm rambling enough. Um, should we jump into some voicemails? Yeah, we got a few yeah. voicemails. Not too many. It's kind of nice. It's going to be kind of a quick episode this week. Yeah. We're going to start with Adam Barnett going into my radio voice again. Here we go. <laughs> hey, guys. Adam here from Barnett Custom Woodworks. Uh, this is a little segment I like to call, What's on my mind? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I should not have done that. Anyway, uh, 
I have a question about CNC work. So I'm sorry, Dan, Don, <sighs> whatever your name is. Uh, this doesn't really apply Don. to you, but feel free to chime in. Uh, so I've had my CNC machine for about a year, and I'm pretty confident that I can do whatever I need to do on it. A lot of people ask me to do stuff for them, and I usually just go, ah, I don't really get into that. But now I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money I'm missing out on. Um, I don't really know how to price work for other people, so I was wondering if uh, you guys could enlighten me on how you come up with pricing for making jigs for people or, uh, you know, flattening things and, you know, little work here or big work. I don't know. Everybody always has something else they ask me to, to machine for them. So design time, machine running time, bit wear, all these things. How should I price that for people? Uh, Dan, you want to answer that? Dan wants to go. First. I don't turn Mike CNC on for less than $100. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, you know, you're you're going to want to charge 2 or $300 per hour at a 5-hour minimum. I think. What do you what do you think, uh, Pete? I think that's a very sound model if you're in the right market. Yes. <laughs> um I I pretty much price my uh so I'm not doing a ton of CN custom CNC work yet. Like Mike just went fully into that where I'm just kind of like just starting that out. I've been using a CNC a lot for myself. Now that I'm doing it more, I'm basically charging hourly rates uh and Basically, if you want something carved out, it's it's an hour minimum. So I'm charging you that flat rate of an hour, um, and I'm charging you for you know design and cutting out. So if it's going to take me an hour to design something, and it's going to take 15 minutes to carve out, that's two hours on the machine. Basically. Can I ask two a hours quick question? Shop time. Yeah. When you design those things in Aspire or whatever you guys are using, mm -hmm. don't they generally tell you how long the carve should take? Yeah, you get a ballpark time on it. Usually it's it's actually it overshoots it a little bit. It's not that accurate. It'll say like, oh, 30 minute car. So you get a like you get a general minutes. idea of how long it's gonna you take. You get a general idea. It's so yeah. far off on my mm -hmm. machine, it's not even funny. It's like it's definitely like double the time it's showing me always on mine. But then, you know, there's okay, you gotta get the wood, line it up, you know, set it up, clamp it down, change the bit, zero it out, like all of that starts adding up. So sometimes something as simple as like doing a little cutting board, it's, you know, could between designing, getting it right, dialing it in, setting it up on a CNC, it could be an hour of work easily. So it definitely adds up. Uh, I, I do want to get into more like, you know, kind of a pricing guide. I do want to do a little more research on it, but I think Mike's going to be able to speak to it better. He's been definitely picking a lot of people's brains because his CNC can definitely handle a lot larger jobs so you've kind of been tackling that since the beginning so how do you do it mike well <clears throat> um the first thing i started doing when i knew i was going to get the cnc is i started doing market research which is me calling around to cnc shops to see what they mm -hmm. would charge for work um to kind of get an idea about a median about where prices mm -hmm. are and the median I came up with for slab flattening was $75 an hour. It would be anywhere between $75 and $175 an hour is what I would get. Um, I figure – I mean the machines that were $175 an hour, we're talking 10 horsepower spindles with 10 by 15 beds. 
So, I mean, those machines can do work just so much faster than mine because they're so much bigger than mine. So that's another thing you have to factor in. Like when your machine takes two hours to do something, mine can take 30 minutes to do. I can charge a higher rate because I'm ultimately going to charge you less at the end of the job because it's only taking me 30 minutes. So if I charge you 175 and the other guy charges you $100 twice, you paid him $200 for me to do something for mm-hmm. 175 bucks. So you've got to look at the the machine the person has. So those things factor in. Um, so <clears throat> um, the people I were ta- was talking to mostly had five to 7.5 horsepower spindles, like big, bigger machines. And that's what I was trying to get originally was a five horsepower, I'm sorry, a 7.5 horsepower spindle. Uh, but I couldn't afford the space on my circuit breaker, unfortunately. When I get a new machine and I will get a new machine, I will get a minimum 7.5 horsepower spindle. You're talking and about will, upgrading all your electrical to like, oh, to I, be I'd able have to, to run it. phase three stuff, right? <clears throat> no, it'd be still 220, but it would still, it would or be, um, it would it would still be 220 single phase, but um, for my house, I'd have to run a whole nother breaker for just my shop. And out here, it's outrageous to do that. Mm. So I'd need to get a place that when we move and I get a shop, I'm going to either have a shop with a much higher amperage main or two boxes on the property, mm. which is what I'm looking for is two boxes, a, bo- a shop with its own 200 amp and a house with its own 200 amp. Um, and I'll get a five by 10. I don't ever think I'll get a bigger than a five. Well, I say that now, who knows? But I, I mean, my next machine I want will be a 7.5 horsepower spindle with a five by 10 machine with a vacuum bed and an auto tool changer. And I know the machine I want. It doesn't matter. But the point is the pricing is, um, you know, there's a lot of factors and, you know, user knowledge is a part of it too. Like I was very, like three weeks ago, I was far less comfortable than I am today. Um, I'm way more comfortable right now. I feel like uh, throwing something on the machine I'm really comfortable with right now and I can get it done. And my comfort in Aspire and Fusion. And I now have this other program I bought for uh, the laser called Lightburn. <clears throat> They're all very similar. Well, Fusion is not like Lightburn and Aspire, but as you get better at them, you get quicker at design. So I kind of, the rate I go with for design is like $50 an hour for design. And, you know, depending on the client, I might round it down. <clears throat> or round it up, depending on what's going on. So, and then the kind of the the rule of thumb I go with for CNC time is a hundred dollars an hour. Majority of the shops around me are not that cheap. I'm actually pretty cheap for a CN, for a run of CNC in my area. And realistically, in the next coming months, my prices will go up. And you know, I had a guy here local in the community. Um, he was at the maker meetup. Bunny Love Designs. Tom, he's a super nice guy. He came Tom here. Tom Watson. Yeah, he's a good dude. And um <clears throat> he came by here earlier and he needed um an S carved into a cutting board. You know, I'm not going to charge him the full $100 an hour for that. That's not cool. You know, so uh but if he was coming here with a full sheet of plywood and something that was going to take 45 minutes, I'm going to charge him an hour if I'm cutting out a bunch of templates. So that's how I price things out. You know, I've sold a, a bunch of templates in the last few weeks for people. And these aren't like stock templates. These are custom templates for one-off build or for builds like two of the guys are furniture makers who are trying to release one guy is releasing a line of chairs that he wants to sell all the time well he doesn't have a cnc to make the the templates he asked me to make the templates for him and now he can knock out his legs and aprons and stretchers in no time with these uh these uh templates so they're gonna make him money funny love designs is tom waltman sorry i had to correct myself thank you 
Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's easier to get into a market where people are using these CNCs to make money. It's harder to make money when your customers are people who are sort of towards the hobbyist side of things. So you really want to kind of look for customers that are um, on the like on the more commercial side of things. It makes you more money. So that's one thing. And then for material, my my rule of thumb for sheet goods is buy the half sheet currently, but that will be changing to the full sheet. Most everything I've done so far has been able to break down to the half sheet cost. So I charge them for the half the, half the cost of a sheet of material. Uh, unless it's a full sheet, then I charge them for a full sheet of material. So I don't round it up to a full sheet because generally I can use a half sheet for something else I'm going to sell. So, so just a quick <clears throat> uh, roundup. It was $50 for design, $75 for flattening, $100 for CNC time, and then buy the half sheet. And then obviously any other material that would be involved gets in- included in that flat straight across. There's no markup on that. On that not making money on that stuff. So, and I buy material now in large enough amounts where Macbeth delivers it to me for free. So I don't, I don't have to actually handle the material. So I buy everything in bulk. So I don't have a handling fee for material now. So that's how I got all that set up. So anyway, I think that answers that question. And Adam, you know, you can reach out to me anytime. Me and him already kind of talked about this offline, but um, you can reach out anytime. Anyone can reach out anytime. And also, I'm not an expert. I'm trying to figure this out. I just got my CNC a couple months ago. It's working out for me, um, but I'm not an expert. There's much better better resources out there. So, um, you know, I give you the information I, I have for sure, but I'm not the um, golden rule by any by any means on this stuff. So, <coughs> it just and it, it all just depends on the size of this. Yeah, it all depends on the size of the CNC. I'm I'm assuming. Actually, don't know what size CNC he has. No idea. Uh, but I'm assuming it's something in kind of more of my ballpark you listen you got to be paid for your time at the very least so if you've got a an hourly rate that you run in your shop at the bottom the minimum you should be getting paid that because you're doing work and then just mark it up by 10 percent just for the tool use because that bit is going to wear out and you might snap it or something else might go wrong and obviously charge for material unless you're providing their own so Cover your bases. Cover your bases at the very minimal. If they don't like the price, guess what? Someone else will. It I appears he's running a V-Carve Pro. Um, <clears throat> oh, okay. The, so I just looked at this page. So he's got, got a V-Carve it. Pro. Oh, nice. Yeah. So at, yeah, at the very least, cover your bases and then work your way up to what Mike's doing, which is basically have a standardized <coughs> kind of pricing uh, and yes, we're, listen, we're both figuring this out. Mike's had his for what, two months, three months? Yeah, I've had Something mine like for nine months and I honestly didn't really get comfortable with it till like August when I was making all that stuff for, for my wedding. And <laughs> I was just throwing everything into the machine. So it'll take time. I don't have a CNC, but you can reach out to me anytime and I'll tell you what you should be doing. <laughs> Dan, adults are talking. <laughs> all right. This next question is from Adrian Vita. She has a question about Black Friday deals. Hey guys, it's Adrian here from Hickory Homestead Creations. And I just wanted to know, what were you guys planning on taking advantage of on this Black Friday? Um, whether that be actually going to, <clears throat> sorry, actually going somewhere like Menards or getting a awesome online deal like at Sticker Beat or Macbeth. So just let me know. Okay. Pete. I'm going to talk, ask you to answer this since you're taking a drink. I will talk, uh, <laughs> answer, ask question. Test, t- talk, ask question, answers. 
you, Pete, go question, answer, so talk. I, I answer, talk, question, <laughs> say word. <laughs> so I actually ventured out on Black Friday today. You're crazy. At my house. Yeah, I went to, <clears throat> went to Home Depot and went to Costco. That's the only two places. But went to Home Depot and the, all the Black Friday sales were... Poo-poo? They're fine. <laughs> They're the pine they're, of Black Friday sales. <laughs> it, were, it was just everything was like – there was nothing where I was like, whoa, I have to get this. Like, Need stuff it. Was just like, it was like, hey, buy this multi-tool pack and get this free battery pack or buy the $200 set of batteries with a charger and you get a free tool. And it's like, okay, so I'm like basically paying like maybe $50 less. Like nothing was really popping off the page at me. Um, but I did get a set of AirPods, two sets of AirPods. Emma and I had AirPods, but we've had them for two plus years. My, my microphone shot, her, uh, her batteries just shot. So we're like, Hey, Casco's got them for one Oh nine. So let's do it. Yeah. Casco is how you say it. <laughs> so I got Jersey's that. And, weird. Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> kind of borrow from the Canadian accents. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got new AirPods, which I was really looking forward to because I use them in the shop a lot. I keep them on. They don't obviously they don't seal in my ear. They're not the pros, the re- the regular ones, but they still knock out a good amount of noise. Uh, just from you know the stuff that's AirPods? generated in the yeah, shop. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're they're good. They block out enough you know enough sound waves going in, yeah. and it sucks when I can't take a call or record a story because my microphone's screwed up so it's going to really be nice to to have them on in a shop all the time and a battery that actually lasts me a little bit. So that's about it. Uh my lumber dealer had some some sales running too, but it was on like woods that I wouldn't use and it was like molding sale too. I was like all right, like molding you know, lumber? Yeah, like it's really it's all wet moldy. Stuff. Yeah, they don't like pressure not treat spalted, it, so it's just like moldy. <laughs> Got moldy <it>. lumber. <laughs> uh they do actually they do a, a whole ton of molding at my local place uh board and beam. So uh, that's about, that's all I really cool checked out. Cool free plug for board and beam. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> Dan, Dan's bar that he's going to open up. <laughs> Boards and beats. But honestly, there Beams was nothing. Like, I kind of went around and looked at all the, the, you know, the classic, the blue store, the orange store, the freights of the harbors, and nothing was like, where I was like, I have to have this thing. I feel like Black Friday got kind of lame. I don't know. It's really it's sold just, out, man. It's so commercial, just, eh, man. I don't know. Now I'm waiting for Cyber Monday, and now it's like Black Friday month. Like, come on, people. Should we just make it a day again and go back to the riots? Come on. Can we just go back to the riots? <laughs> uh, what about you, Mike? Oh, me. I uh, I definitely bought a few things. They weren't, you know, crazy good sales. It was like 10% off. I bought um, – you guys know TSO products? No? All right. Well, they have a uh, – they're they have they're like uh, aluminum anodized really nice products for. I bought their parallel or their track guide, their track saw track guides. It basically sets your track saw track to a ninety degree perfectly. Oh yes, and then the I, other okay. one has a, mm. and they have one that's they have one that's a forty five as well. Yeah, so I bought the two pack. They were ten percent off. I bought that. Um, <clears throat> they're really nice. Those are the ones that I've heard everyone say are are the nicest ones. So, picked those up and then I bought. Two pieces of English elm right there at a local Live's Edge slab yard called Urban Wood Rescue. They had a, f- I got those for forty five percent off. No nice big deal. plug for Urban Wood so. Rescue, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they had a Black Friday sale. I got those. 
one of the, the one up front here is actually I'm going to be cutting it in middle and the concave part of it is going to be my desk for my loft office and the convex part of it is going to be the top for our console table that I'm going to be starting as soon as I get this bench out of here. So uh, that's going to be super slick. And then there's a whole nother one back there. I got like a total of a hundred, uh, oh, I don't know, 75 board feet of elm in that Have purchase, you even so. opened up that loft yet? Mm-mm. I don't have time. I haven't gotten so to it. Many, so many bodies up there. I know. It's just, it's going to be like, I'm going to have to open up a window and like just throw a bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff from the old owners up here. Just random boxes of like, there's an old huge mirror. There's a crazy huge clock. I said clock. Damn, that explains and there's like a it. bunch of rugs that, and stuff like that. That's where he stores all the junk. When we went to Mike's house, there was like nothing, it, anything oh, that didn't have a purpose, it just gets thrown out. None of it's, it's mine. Up, it's none of it's off. mine. Um, sure. sure. But yeah, sure. I, took, <laughs> I got those things. It's um, not mine, I swear. It's not mine, bro. Um, so I got those things and then now that's kind of what I got. I didn't really take advantage. I was kind of just, today was the first day I felt good in like I'm nine glad. days. So Dan, I know you didn't buy anything. So let's make this quick. Mike's right. I didn't <laughs> buy anything. I I don't want or need many tools. I I, would, I always want to buy more clamps, but I didn't see any like clamp sales that were like yeah. amazing that I, I couldn't pass them up. So. I didn't buy anything. I did want to buy a new TV for our camper because, mm, you know, we right. rough it every time we go camping. Yeah. have to have a TV. <laughs> um, but I didn't see any good TV sales either. So I didn't buy anything. That's it. Yeah. Good reason. Good, good reason. Way. Well, uh, two questions down. And we got two giveaways to get to. Oof. So let's get to let's the do one now. first giveaway. Mm-hmm. From Macbeth. And Dan handles all those. So I'm going to go take a quick nap. I'll be back in 20 minutes. I'm going to go through BRB. <laughs> so uh, last week, we gave away the Microjig Match Fit Dovetail Clamps. Ooh. And obviously, every week, these are sponsored by Macbeth Hardwood. Thank you, Macbeth. Thank you, Macbeth. And last week's winner... Which we draw and announce during the pre-show lives, by the way. So if you want to see how that happens, join us in the live. Do it. That would be uh, David Sipich. I already reached out to him. Congratulations, David. Good job getting your name in and all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We are on week 24 of the Macbeth Hardwood sponsored giveaway. And this week, we are giving away... Odie's super duper dark nine ounce jar with a Scotch Bright non abrasive pad, so you nice. don't throw your back out. <laughs> this is valued at forty dollars and forty nine cents. Wow! McMahon is like woo-woo. really stepping it up on the on the giveaway items. I am yep. just like blown away. It's pretty pretty dope. So uh, we need to talk about. Code phrases. Why not? We've already dropped several, and I've written down lots of things. Mm -hmm. Recess knot hole is for sure on that list. Absolutely (laughs) it is. We have a few. Number one, hoe handles. Okay. Number two, recess knot holes. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Number three, Black Friday Pine. (laughs) <laughs> Which I kind of like. It's topical. That might be the winner. 
Number four, moldy lumber sales. I'm 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 on board with Black Friday Pine. I think I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Topical. Yeah. All right. Black to get Friday in Pine. on hey. this oh, week's hey. giveaway from Macbeth like Hardwood, you need to send us the code phrase Black Friday Pine to our IG account, another Woodshop Podcast. Also, you know, if you wanted to get a second entry, you should have been in on the live pre-show. Yep. And we're going to be doing that through the rest of the month where you can get a chance to get two through entries the on the year. Bonus oh, entries. 2020. Taking, sending it out with a bang or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. Because it was a rough year. We're just trying <coughs> to make it a little better. Yeah. So we're going to have, we're, we're going to be lining up two giveaways per week through the rest of the year. And uh, yeah, get in there to that live pre-show. We're trying to boost those numbers and we're trying to incentivize that by getting you guys in there to get some free giveaways. So uh, get in there, get the code word. Come win some free stuff. Dan's coordinating yep. all this, so thirty percent chance it's going to be accurate. <laughs> and go, and I, not, I'm, not, I'm going to pimp the pre-show right. one more time. All right, I just like I just want to say, hold on, I'm joking. Dan does a really great job on the giveaway. He does. He does. Pete, say your thing. But yeah, like I want to pimp out the pre-show because it's if if you just you know you're not really in it for us, whatever. Guess what? The community is in there. There's usually about anywhere from. 30 to this time was Anywhere 52 from one people to 50 people. <laughs> yeah. It was 52 people were in there at one it's point. growing every week. All chatting it up, having a good time in a chat. So there's a live chat going. We talked about um, how we were going to yeah. like moderate the comments, but there it's getting so like active in there it's, that we can't it's a keep blast. up. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun. So definitely. And I'm not trying out. to tell you to come in there and spout a bunch of, you bunch of nonsense. <laughs> but we like can't keep up moderators we're looking for chat moderators <laughs> we're gonna have to hire chat moderators anyway oh now hiring dollars <laughs> an hour we're gonna pay um, you in moldy pine um anyways, i think we had another patron that just signed up that we need to oh yeah god yeah. i no, just want to i'm not i'm with... not done giving my spiel you, oh, you, oh, you I'm sorry. both go, interrupted sorry. Go, go, me go, go, good go, lord go go yeah, All right. Sorry, Papa Dan. You need to send Black Friday Pine to our IG account, Another Woodshop Podcast, in a DM, or you need to send that to us in an email, Another Woodshop Podcast at gmail.com. Black Friday Pine. Kapuya. Once again, thank you, Macbeth Hardwood, for sponsoring these giveaways for the last 24 weeks. It's half a That's year crazy. almost. It's crazy. That's crazy. 24 episodes. <laughs> Well, if, if my number, if my uh, knowledge of numbers is correct, yes, twenty-four episodes. Anyway, back to the show. All right. Well, this one is brought to you by Dan and Pete. Hi, this is Barbara from My Wood Is Hard Workshop, and I just wanted to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, and I really hope that you guys enjoyed your turkey as much as I did. You know, I like to stuff my turkey with a little extra special secret, you know, uh, ingredient called chloroform. Man, it really puts people out. And then, you know, they had to go and put the Redskins, I mean, the Washington football team against the Cowboys. And man, did the Cowboys get spanked. So... Just let me know what is your usual Thanksgiving tradition with your family. 
All right. Have a nice one. Well, since this is on you, Dan, why don't you go first? Um, Barbara, <laughs> we love you, and thank you for calling in. Um, <laughs> but why did we need that whole monologue before no, you asked that question? Nope, no reason for it. <laughs> what was the end of the question? I, what, what is, is your, what's your Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving family tradition? Trend. I know you probably were confused as to what the question was because there was a, so a 57 many. second long diatribe of nonsense. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what is your Dan? What do you do for Thanksgiving with your family? <laughs> what is our family tradition? Uh, we eat a lot. I I briefly. Talked about this last week when I when I said that we do the uh, oyster stuffing. That that's like our thing. You do the oyster stuffing. It is so good, you guys. You have no, no I, idea. But you said your family doesn't. Isn't a, a oh my family. I, when I say my family, I mean my real family, which is my mom, my dad, and my brother. Oh, I thought you meant like you and your, Max. Oh uh, my god! If you don't like oysters, I don't know if I can call you my family. Is this why John said you're not my real dad and appreciate? <laughs> Thanks for the crappy desk, fake dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do the we do the oyster stuffing. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna. I can't. Pete, talk. Yeah, sure. I'll talk. (laughs) Talk jokes. Make funny. Terrible thing that you just said about your family, Killa. I love them. Just, I just want you to know, you and the kids. My wife does not welcome here for the holidays. You guys are like family now. Um, so our family tradition is we we. How many uh, kielbasas do you guys go through? That is that is racist and offensive. <laughs> but the answer is upwards. I, I won't of seven. answer because I I don't want people to get startled by the number of different types of kielbasas we have. <laughs> but you know we have our dinner. Thanksgiving. When I no when I came title. to this country, when I came to this country, I, I learned that you you have to eat until it hurts. So we eat until it hurts. Uh, then As we all should. go for a walk. <laughs> we all go for a walk and then put on usually every year, like it that all the Thanksgivings that we've done either here or even with Emma's family, no one's really into sports. So we like we put on like Christmas movies. <laughs> like we just go straight into Christmas mode. And I put on the, my sweatpants for, and take a nap. Attaboy. For me, one tradition that I do every year is and it's the next day. Uh, I had one today and it was amazing. And this all started from when I watched uh, How I Met Your Mother way back when. Marshall makes, he calls it the moist maker, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is the like the the next day Thanksgiving sandwich, which is like just bread, gravy, stuffing, cranberry juice. Although I opt out of cranberry ju- 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 juice. I keep saying cranberry juice. <laughs> cranberry sauce every year with this. <laughs> uh, with cranberry sauce and of course turkey you know, and more stuffing, gravy, and just, it just, it's, it's the most really amazing right sandwich. Now. I wear, wow. I wait all year for this sandwich. <laughs> I'm, I may so be uh, thinking that because I've had a few drinks. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's the only real tradition. And then immediately after Thanksgiving, so once we finish up the living room, we're getting a tree in here, a live tree. That's, I consider that a Thanksgiving tradition because like that's when like my brain fully switches to Christmas and I try to ride it out the rest of the month. What about you, Mike? Uh, you know, we play pretty fast and loose. <laughs> no, I mean, we get together every Thanksgiving. We have, you know, begrudgingly 
the Thanksgiving turkey. I'm not a big turkey fan. Yeah, we but, talked uh, about this. It's He's such not American. a bad meat. He has burritos or something. <laughs> we do. Burritos. We did Thanksgiving carne asada. No, we... Uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving is like the most American holiday ever. Why aren't we eating like steaks? We do. I mean, we usually do like a prime rib. I mean, yeah, I know like, Dan's like, that's for Christmas. And you only are allowed to celebrate your holidays the way I say. Society <laughs> holding you down. No. I mean, we, we usually end up doing a, a turkey. And um, uh, I mean, I usually try to lobby for a prime rib. And it, it, it'll win most years. We'll get a prime rib in there too. But it usually depends on which side of the family we're with. If it's with my wife's family – then I can pretty much always get a prime rib out of them. <laughs> if it's with uh, my family, it's certainly going to be a turkey. I don't know. I think I'm, if somebody in my family offered prime rib for Thanksgiving, I don't think I'd say no. Not based I thought on steaks were big in Omaha. I, don't you guys have like <laughs> Omaha steaks? Nobody's ever offered though. So. But – so, I mean, we just kind of – we usually just – we get there around like 10, 11 in the morning, wherever it's at, whoever's house it's at. Get there early. Everyone starts cooking all day long, and we never eat breakfast or lunch. We just eat hors d'oeuvres and avocado toast. Side, so, California yeah, avocado stuff. toast. We have seltzer water. Um, we fight off Caesar black sounds. widows and <laughs> no, no. Uh, fight off black widows. <laughs> I remember when we were, I was thinking about Luna, the night when him. you guys were here, and you guys. I was like, there might be black widows that you could shake. Those are real. real? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Only see them on a TV where I live. <laughs> you guys are so scared. Anyway, yeah, I mean it's just family time. We don't do sports either. I mean, my brother-in-law does sports. He's huge into sports, so he'll throw a game on, and I'll just be like, oh, I guess it's time to re-download Angry Birds. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care. I'll just sit there and chill out and co- be my only time of the year where I relax. So that's kind of our thing. Anyway, um, nice. thank you, Barbara. Um, this next one is from. Will King, he has a question about Will King here, Fabled Labs on IG. I have a question about milling and resawing. So I have some eight quarter red oak that I want to use for a tabletop, but I want to get it down to an inch and a quarter. So what are the order of operations that you would take to get that inch and a quarter thickness for the tabletop? Would you surface all four sides and then resaw through a bandsaw. Obviously I want to save as much of that, uh, about three quarters of an inch difference that I can, because that is still usable lumber. I don't want to turn it all to sawdust, but do you surface all four sides then resaw or do you surface maybe two sides and then resaw and go from there? I would love to hear what y'all's process would be on this. Thanks. I'll go first. Um, so if I, so first of all, the thickness of your bandsaw blade isn't zero, so you're going to lose some of that thickness to something. It's usually so, about a sixteenth of an inch. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty small on a bandsaw, but you can't get – if you have a two-inch thick piece of wood and you want to get an inch and a quarter, you're not getting a three-quarter inch size no matter what. It's impossible. There's going to be loss. So you can't count on that. I generally, I generally write off a quarter of an inch on a resaw. Uh, that's kind of my rule of thumb because uh, – if it's better than that, that's great. And a lot of times I'll get better than a quarter of an inch of loss, but I usually plan on there being some sort of blade deflection issue or something happening, something going wrong. So <clears throat> if I have a piece of wood that's doesn't matter, a certain thickness, if I'm not going to be using the offcut as like a book 
a book match, I will only mill up and joint a face and an edge. I'll go S to S and then I'll resaw it and I'll use the, the face, uh, to reference against the bandsaw's fence and the edge to reference against the table. And then the other side just gets put in my wood pile for another later date. If I'm trying to do a book match and I want to go right down the middle, <clears throat> I'll S3S. I'll do two, I'll S2E1 or whatever. And I'll do an edge and two faces. And then I'll run it through. And then the other side, I will rip down on the um, table saw. So whatever that ends up being. So that's kind of my operation for that. Dan? Are we assuming that he's he's milling this down from rough lumber? Yeah, it's probably not I'm full. assuming, yeah. He, so, he said eight quarters, so I mean, I'm going to assume. So if we're assuming that he's ripping this down from rough lumber, eight quarter, I mean, it could be eight quarter, it could be a little bit less than eight quarter. You're going to lose a quarter of an inch on the jointer, I would I would assume. I mean, it could be less, but I always assume the, the more. Between the bend the wood, yes. if there's any cup, whatever. You're going to yeah, lose absolutely. a quarter inch there. Uh, <clears throat> when you mill it, you're going to lose, like Mike said, uh, a sixteenth with the blade, plus you're gonna count deflection. So I always give another quarter inch. So you're already looking at an inch, uh, an inch and a half thickness tops mostly. Mm-hmm. I would just, you know, give that other quarter an inch to the planer or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't turn even, it into sawdust yeah, and move on. I wouldn't even worry about yeah. saving it. I mean. Are you really going to use it like right off the bat or are you going to be like shuffling around it like and and I'm saying this with with the fact that Mike and Rusty came to my shop and they're like you're actually costing yourself money by saving all this wood and I ended up getting rid of a lot of wood because I was moving it around and and they're right. I mean if you're ju- if you're not going to use it right away and you're just going to store it and it's going to be a hassle, it's costing you money. Yep. So I would just I would give I would give the rest of that wood to the planer or, or chips or whatever, you know, it's not worth saving. What do you think, Pete? Uh, I totally agree with you guys. Now, if I was, if I was doing something like he's saying he's doing a tabletop, so I'm guess he's resawing one board to try to split match up either book match or just have for a tabletop. Uh, you're going to want to at least S3S that. So obviously you have a nice edge to run up against the fence. You have the bottom to run up against the, your 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 you know your base and the thing is after you resaw it you have to run both of those pieces through the planer so you need a reference surface on that anyways so you might as well do both sides even if you do put that up on a shelf you're gonna have to run it through a planer at some point anyways to clean that that rough saw and edge up because let's be real depending on your bandsaw and blade you have you're gonna have a little deflection you're gonna have a little play and you can easily like Dan said lose a quarter of an inch on a resaw too if uh, if it moves you know a worst bit. case scenario, but still yeah. Now if you're resawing, it's easier to plan for that. Yeah. Now if you're resawing something thicker, I actually recommend that you you cut your first one to whatever your thickness is, plus you know eighth of an inch, quarter, ideally quarter of an inch, and then if you're resawing like let's say a beam over and over again a couple times, you actually want to increase that piece because now you're having to run joiner on one side, planer on the other. So account for that as well. So. I have some beams that I'll be resawing myself, and I know the first one's going to be, let's say, an inch. The next one's going to be an inch and a quarter, inch and a quarter, inch and a quarter until I get through the whole board. Because I'm going to have to do both sides now. So think about that as well as you process it. But I think we both kind of have the same. You got to S3S or at least S2S to get some kind of reference sides before you do anything. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, if if you want to just keep the eight quarter and and your 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 end goal is the the look of a six quarter board or what five quarter actually inch and a quarter, I would just try to save as much of the eight quarter as possible. Use yeah. that as your tabletop, and then just give the the edges a heavy under chamfer to lighten it up a little bit, and then you don't have to worry about wasting wood. Yeah, and pay for sawdust when we buy wood. Moving on, Dan, we've got another giveaway to do. It's for <laughs> Tyler at HGCAZ. He's doing a rebrand. He wanted to get his name out there. Dan, take the wheel. Um. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do the same thing. It's going to be code phrase. Send it to us in a DM or send it to us in an email. I think by now you know the uh, places you need to send those to. Yeah. And we're going to pick from the list. Or actually, should this be? Nah, we won't do that to Tyler. He's not a big fan of Limp Biscuit, and if you weren't in the pre-show, you don't understand that joke. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think the code phrase for Tyler is going to be recess, not holes. Send that to us in a DM, another Woodshop podcast on IG. Recess, not holes. Or email us at another Woodshop podcast at gmail.com thank you tyler appreciate you man thank you tyler seriously um and then i don't know if we said it but it's 50 dollar gift card did we say that oh no we didn't 50 dollar gift card to tyler's store his new store on his new website which uh we'll say it now because i think he's going to be releasing it by the time this is live and that's going to be westfall woodco so he's actually rebranding his instagram to westfall woodco and his website is westfall woodco Woodco.com. And Tyler makes uh, clear acrylic templates for yep. charcuterie, templates. charcuterie yep. boards, coasters, <laughs> what have you. Go check out his site. He does really quality work. Yep. yep. All right. This next one is from, uh, let's see here, Ben Miller. Hey, guys. Ben from Squatch and Woodworks. I have a two-part question. First part, I guess, would mostly be for Dan. What was the first project or order that you got that made you realize that you could do this full time? And then the second question is, what project that after you finished it, you just felt the relief and wanted to sleep for several days because you were so stressed out about it? Thanks. Dan, first of all, is he recording from a freeway? He's under a, a freeway overpass. Yes. overpass. <laughs> there was no one project that made me realize that I needed to go full time. As a matter of fact, there was a little thing called COVID that made me <laughs> want to go full time. Um, I've talked about this numerous times. I'm a full time photographer, uh, mainly, mainly focusing, focusing in weddings, which is a no gathering kidding. of large crowds. Yes. <laughs> and, and in March, when COVID hit and it became a huge thing. Weddings tanked, so I was able to focus on my woodworking a little bit more, so it just kind of transitioned naturally, I guess. But now, uh, with everything, well, COVID's coming back, but photography's still a thing, so I, I balance both of them. And the one the one project that made me want to sleep for a week after I got it done was obviously that walnut desk. That thing took a lot out of me. More than I thought it would. 
when I first saw that desk, when Pete and I first sat down in Fusion and designed that desk, I was like, oh, this is going to be simple. I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. I'm going to get it done in like three weeks. And five months later, I got it done. Dude, that was like after like episode two or something. Yeah. So crazy. after that project, I was I was like, I was ready to whip out a bunch of easy projects and I didn't. And I started doing other things. So. what do you what do you uh what do you got to add to this pete uh well i have never gone really full-time but the the one thing was for me that made me kind of consider uh full-time this is recent i didn't ask you guys it was just dan yeah i guess it was just for dan he just asked us about what what project made us the most tired sleepy afterwards but i want to hear what Pete oh, yeah. has Did to you, say about i know i want to hear what Pete has to say too sure so well i'll, I'll keep it quick so no no recently, don't make it quick. i had you answer no but it. answer it because i didn't go full-time yet talk word there was a recent keep saying thing yet. at my job that legitimately made me consider i talked to the guys about it like hey what if i went full-time and we've I've talked to you guys about me not wanting to like go full time woodworking. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, like when that question came up or when that scenario came up, I believe like two days before you were like, I don't want to go full time. I don't want to do this full time. Literally yeah. the episode that Jeff was on from Two Moose, Pete was like, yeah. I don't ever want to do this full time. That's dumb. Anyone who does and that is stupid and I hate them. <laughs> Fast forward 36 hours. <laughs> I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I'm going to make cutting boards and finish them. I love making. <laughs> so for me it's i i never wanted to get into to clarify michael <laughs> i never wanted to get into like just where my only job is a furniture maker a woodworker cabinetry whatever it might be um it just I, like kind of i i saw that as like just a one-sided thing like yes i can make money with it but i'm just putting in a lot of work in it and there's it's a big leap to take what we're kind of all falling into is you know, content creators is like, there's multiple streams of revenue you can have. You could be doing woodworking, but there's also other things that you could do to bring you in some income and all of it combined can start. Now it's the, it's not a traditional income, but like it can genuinely replace your income. You know, you can, you can, but it takes a whole lot of dedication. It takes a lot of work. Honestly, it takes more than a 40 hour job does, but it's yours. You make your own hours. You get what you put into it. And it made me it, like genuinely sit down and like be like, well, what if I quit? You know, what if I just took this on full time? All that extra time I have because I don't have a job, uh, I can put into the business and just aggressively. I, like I've learned a lot from Mike with just how aggressive he is with just saying yes to the jobs and here's my price and just the sheer volume of inquiries. You know, Mike can throw a price out there and people will, you know, ghost him, but guess what? He's got a bunch of other inquiries that are going to jump on it and make him even second guess that he might be not charging enough for certain things. And that, that has actually taught me to be like the, the, I thought I learned the value of my work and I've seen Mike do his, the way he handles the CNC now. And I'm like, you know what? I should, maybe I should be charging what I really think I should be charging. And it's, you know, you do find your clients. There is a way to do it. It does take a lot of work, and I mean, Dan, you can speak to this for a whole probably episode. Like it's it's scary at first. Oh yeah, but the clients will come if you put in the work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you, I'm not saying people should just go out and quit their job. No, but when you do 
quit your job, that does free up a lot of time and you're able to market yourself a lot more and you're able to dedicate more of yourself to that thing. And that's exactly what I was able to do back in 2011 when I quit my job and I started doing photography full time. It sounds really messed up, but like COVID gave people reasons to like take this leap and it was a blessing in disguise for them, you know, for right terrible times but they were able to take their business full time uh as far as a project that like left me feeling like i just could sleep for days it was uh two years ago holiday season left me so burnt out i literally stepped away from instagram and woodworking for like a month because i was just so done uh that's one of the reasons i stockpiled last year because i just felt burnt out what about you mike um i think the that bench, not that bench, the uh, coffee table, that redwood coffee table I did a few months back, that was not like an exhausting project, but I didn't put nearly enough money into that project for the bid. I was trying to help some friends out, which is something I just, I have to like emotionally detach myself from on big projects now. Like small projects, I'm not so bad. I'll, I'll, I'll try to help friends and family out with the price. But on big projects, I can't do it because they become all-consuming and it takes over your shop and your time and your life. And it always ends up having – there always ends up being more cost to a project like that than you anticipate. And other things – other factors that is definitely not the people I made it for fault. It has nothing to do with them. They had no part of it being difficult. It was all on me. I didn't price – like I said, I didn't price it high enough and I accepted some – offers to make that piece better that I probably shouldn't have. Um, I don't regret accepting the offers to make the piece better, but I shouldn't have because the money wasn't in the job and it ended up costing me a lot of time. So uh, when that was done, I was very happy that it was done. And um, it wasn't, it was, I guess, just a learning lesson, I guess, more than anything. I don't care how long a project takes. That doesn't really get to me. A project taking a long time doesn't matter as long as the money's in there. But um uh, it just was a lot of learning from that project. I think, um, as I got, it's like my first big commission for a client was, is what it really was. And it was kind of like, man, okay, I can't do the, I can't, it's kind of goes with what Pete was saying is I can't care if someone says no to my price. You have to, the quickest thing you need to do is learn what you need to make, what you want to make, and you need to learn to really quickly price jobs as fast as you can so that it feels less bad when you lose it. And it feels, it feels really good when you win it. So when you go, okay, here's my guideline. Here's my price point. I can price this up. How much does this thing cost? Give me 10 minutes. I'll get back to you. You don't spend a week and a half pricing up a project and then you're like, oh, I just lost a week and a half because they said no. If you can price it up in 10, 15 minutes and tell them this is how much it's going to be, if they say no, it doesn't hurt. But if they say yes, you've got the job. Now get to work. So that's kind of where it's at for me where I'm just kind of trying to do everything I can to feel good about the numbers I slap on things because uh, uh, when you put a number on a project that you're happy with, it feel it doesn't really matter how long it takes as long as you can feel good at the end of the job that you made your money. And that's kind of my thought on it. That's my approach to it. So anyway, uh, kind of long-winded. Sorry. Uh, this next question is from Josh the Dad. I meant to play his earlier, but I accidentally went the wrong direction. I was going to say, direction. I thought you missed him. I did not. He is I missed getting him. played right now. Hey, guys. It's Jay the D. That's right. Josh the Dad, one of the big IG. 
coming at you with this week's question. Hey, before I do that, though, Merry Christmas! That's right, Thanksgiving's over, so it's time for it. Merry Christmas, y'all. Speaking of Christmas, here's a question. What has been your favorite Christmas gift to make? if you're not making it right now. But what is that Christmas gift that was like, man, this was awesome and I loved making it. I'm just kind of curious because, you know, we're all working on them right now. Okay, have a great week. Want me to go first? Do you have an answer? So last year, I was making a bunch of like wall hanging clocks. They just were selling like crazy last year. I don't know what happened. And um, there was two I made. It was actually out of English elm and walnut. And man, I don't know why I love that project, those pro- those two clocks so much. I don't know why. They weren't, the one was for a family, like a friend, really close friend. The one that comes to mind family. is like a two tone clock. Like it was yeah, Elm that's and what it was. Walnut. It was Elm and Walnut. Yep. That's exactly, I did two of those. And it was just, I love that clock. I don't know why it was so nice. It it's a nice so looking good. clock. It was so, so classic looking. And I just love that project. And actually, I'm, I, we don't have a clock that I've made in our house. My wife's like, we need a clock. I'm like, I got the CNC now. Just knock one out. So, I mean, I've got a des- the design done actually for the clock. I just need to get this bench out of here before I can. I got a bunch of stuff I want to make for us on the machine. Uh, I'm probably not going to take a whole lot of big commissions for a while because I want to knock out a bunch of things because I want to add them to my Etsy store. Um, but I need to make nice versions of them first. So, um, that was something that I really enjoyed. I don't. I don't really know why. That was also the project I was making. I don't know if anyone remembers, but I spilled an entire can of simple finish all over my outfeed table uh, while I was doing one of those. That was really cool. Dan, Classic. what about you? A couple of years ago, I made a catch-all tray slash watch holder, like a uh, smartwatch holder, phone holder, charger, all-encompassing like thing. It was like a two-piece, and I'm showing with my hands mm. poorly. Um, <clears throat> out of walnut, it was really cool. It was for a friend of mine who lives in North Carolina, and his wife asked me if I could make it for him, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can make that. No car. Yeah. That's what they call North Carolina. Is that what they call it? I don't know. No. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) But yeah, it was a very, it was a simple little thing, and I really like that little project, and I think about it often. And I kind of want to make more, now that I have an Etsy page, but... It's all. It all comes down to time. I I need to find the time to make these little projects. So my wife was like, "Does Dan make like one off like things? Does Dan make small projects like that?" I was like, "No, he doesn't really. Not not anymore. It's enjoyable, man. It is enjoyable. Like that. That's why I started making cutting boards this past week was because I I wanted something to get pass your the own time. thing. <laughs> yeah, Pete, Pete, owns, cutting Pete owns cutting boards. <laughs> I guess the bad news you might want to open up Instagram. Those little <laughs> projects feel like. A quick little win, like I'm gonna be honest, like with the the barn doors, I've been having to do a lot of stuff with them, you know, other than building the barn doors themselves. Yeah, it's You're come like with a lot of headaches with uh, yeah. hanging them up and trimming them out. I just wanted a quick little win, and cutting boards are that way. And I I miss making those little simple little projects sometimes. Pete, yeah, tell me how you own cutting boards. I don't, not even close. But my, my favorite uh, Christmas project was I, I try to make ornaments every year. And two years ago, the, the year I burned out, I made these little A-frame 
houses. They're I just think little, I saw that in one of your stories a couple days ago. Yeah, they're little triangular little pieces of pine. It was like a construction lumber pine. But what I did is I, I took a hand plane and I, I did a bunch of uh, shavings out of some uh, maple and walnut, like whatever I had left over. And I made the, the roof tiles out of it. Yeah. And then just cut out little pieces with a handsaw, just like for the door, the windows. Those were And I gave them adorable. to a bunch of the family. They were like they were a fun little project. And, and honestly, it was like, it was one of the most well-received gifts we uh, that I've ever done uh, for Christmas. People it was super simple. things. The handmade stuff, and we have ours. Ours is, you know, still holding strong somehow. Uh, but yeah, I, I love doing that because it was like, yeah, it was something. And I also only gave it to people I really liked. It's Which is like why Mike came. and I didn't get one. Okay. Right. Yeah. I also didn't know you guys back then. I didn't even know you guys existed back then. I'm sorry. Whatever. That stick really hurts. Stick to your that excuses, hurts. whatever. <laughs> I'm you sorry. I use Bing. You guys you. are big on Google. I use Bing. <laughs> I, you guys didn't come up, come up at all. I should have. Working. I've been was, famous no, since 2009. Like, <laughs> oh, what about you, Mike? I already went. <laughs> you did you? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna play no, this. No problem, game again. Dan. Um, <laughs> thing again. Well, Dan, uh, Mike, well, w- would you like to just you know take us out now? No, I'm oh. going to make you do it now because you messed up so big in front of everyone. Was that the no, last question? Like, that was it. Yeah, oh, was it? that was it. Yeah, this actually went a lot longer than go I bed. would. You guys do the outro, and uh, no, nope, you're you. sitting here waiting. You're sitting here. You sit because you have to say I love you and bye. So hold on. Uh, big thank you to yeah, Merka. Thank you them for sponsoring the show. Big thank you to our patrons, of course. We really love you guys so much. We're trying to give, do everything we can to make this thing worth your guys' time and uh, real value for you. We really appreciate you guys so much. Um, don't forget to check out the show's Etsy page and the YouTube channel. We really are trying to get the YouTube channel off, off the ground over there. Definitely the Etsy page is a great way to support us. You can buy some swag. We're trying to get... You know, we'd like to see the gear out on the social medias. It's pretty cool. Not just because we get a couple bucks from each shirt sale, but because it's, you know, it's yeah, cool. Let's be clear. We're not going to become millionaires off the shirt sales. Yeah, we're making like a couple bucks per shirt. I mean, that's the, those are just more of like getting the name out there kind of a thing. So yeah. um, we really hope to see those out there. As soon as Dan designs them, I'm, I'm going to definitely order, get some sent to me because <laughs> I definitely want to slab this mahogany that one. I'm on and, it. Yeah. Uh, I want a bourbon mic one and uh, – Oh, my gosh. The list anyway, is growing. <clears throat> it's a really long, really long, really <laughs> long list. But um, anyway, big thanks to uh, – I mean, it doesn't cost anything to design it and just throw it up there. That's Might as well just throw it up there. Anyway, uh, big thanks to everyone who supports us. Uh, we could always use your reviews. We're not really sure they do anything, but we'd really appreciate it if you put them in there. We think they help with the charts. We don't really actually know. All that we really care about is that you listen and you check us out. And if you could share the show, we'd really, really appreciate that. If you know someone in the woodworking community who, or the maker community in general who would uh, like to have a good entertaining show, uh, you know, we think we might be able to satisfy that need for them. So we'd really appreciate it if you told them about it. And if you shared it in, the, in your stories, uh, man, when people share it in their posts, I'm like, I would never oh, do that. You guys are crazy. I can't believe you're sharing the show in your post. We really do Mike's appreciate Mike's posts are sacred. Repost, that's how you get it. Sacred yeah. real estate. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, but we really, really thank you so very much for all your support. Pete has something he wants to say, or he's pointing to his roof, which might be on fire. Uh, the roof. I, the roof. Raise the roof is on fire. <laughs> thank you for getting my <laughs> Um Oh, God, I have paint on my elbow. I just found out. <laughs> we didn't want to tell you. I, I want to I wanna throw out a huge thank you to everyone that reached out to us individually and the podcast around Thanksgiving, saying how thankful they are for the show and the community. Yeah. Uh, 
seriously, I was not expecting that at all. Like whatsoever. It was like, thanks for the podcast and everything you guys do. I was like, I, the, yeah. I really appreciate you bringing that up, Pete, because it's been, it's crazy. Really, um, super humbling. It really is. It really does mean a lot. Like it's really humbling. Yeah. And, and you know what? I really feel bad that I didn't bring it up. I really thank you for bringing that up, Pete, because (laughs) a lot of people have reached out and said, thank you for the show. Thank you. I mean, it's, I don't get emotional, but it is, it actually, it really gets me a bit emotional. Don't like, cry like Dan. Yeah. It, it really <laughs> does. It really does mean a lot. And like a lot of people have reached out and said, thank you for, you know, the show. And they also said specifically to me, thank you for what I'm doing, which I don't even really know what that is. People thank but me I, for you too. I don't understand. I, I don't, it, it's so humbling. I don't even have, I don't have words. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. So I don't really know how to respond to it, but just thank you so much. And Pete's hundred percent right. It's incredible that someone would take any We're time out of their day to guys. thank us. Oh, yeah. Be like, honest. super thankful for the community. Because without that, we <clears throat> wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have questions every week. We have questions every week. Every week. That's crazy. That blows my mind every week. I'd Even look- from Barbara. <laughs> Even from Barbara. That's on you. <laughs> but, um, Dan, do you have anything you want to add in? Or I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody who listens. Yeah. I- thank I don't we have a whole very, lot more to add to what Mike and Pete said. We we are very, very – I mean, this is the Thanksgiving episode technically. So, I mean, we are very, very, very thankful for every all the support you show us all individually and as a podcast. It really does mean a lot to us very much. Um, you know, there's some brands out there that I, I would like to throw in there. I don't want this to become like an ad. So, But I, I will say there's some brands that uh, we all individually have good relationships with. The show has good relationships with. There are good relationships there that really do mean something to us and me. Yeah, yeah it's not um, just a business relationship anymore. It's not just it a bit. Yeah, those are, those are really good. We really appreciate those. Uh, the support is great. And obviously everyone individually who listens, it's just really – It is the only word is humbling, like Dan said. So um, thank you, everyone. I think we'll call that the show. We hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. And we will be back next week for some incredibly fire content. <laughs> Bye. Hey. On board. Bye. I love you guys long time. I love you long time. I love you. I love you, you more. Love you, too, Pete. love you more. You know, you hang up. No, you hang, no, up. hang up. No, you hang up. Keep on rolling, baby.